when a truck driver makes a delivery, he often gets out of his cab and goes into a, a room to talk to the individual responsible for that uh, unloading facility. And we're saying, don't do that. Do it through the window, do it through your phone, but avoid the contact, the whole social distancing thing. I'm John Manis, an investor at Basis Set Ventures, an early stage venture capital fund investing in founders, transforming the way people work across all parts of the economy, from factories to offices. We're starting something new here at Basis Set, and we're calling it Future Proof. We'll be hosting industry leaders racing to future proof their businesses and seize opportunities created by AI and automation. Episodes will focus on how an industry is changing in response to an inflection point and what it all means for startup founders. Right now, we're in the midst of the decade's largest watershed moment, so our first episodes will unpack the impact of coronavirus on global markets. Our first guest, Jeff McCaig, is the third-generation owner of Trimac, North America's third-largest dry bulk and tanker company. Jeff's also an owner of the Calgary Flames. He's joined today by Trevor Aidey, who leads up digital initiatives inside of Trimac. I want to set up this conversation by referencing the last watershed moment in logistics, 9-11. 11,000 U.S. trucking companies failed in the years after as a result of increased insurance expenses and regulation. On average, pre-tax income dropped by 25% and margins collapsed. Those that survived figured out how to manage costs. So bluntly, what we're trying to figure out is the equivalent strategy for 2020 and what role technology has to play. Jeff, you've been at the helm of Trimac through multiple recessions. Could you have ever imagined that something like this would happen? No, this is unique uh, in, in lots of ways. If we were running a trucking company in the United States, what would our last few days have looked like? What we've seen is our, our regular normal routines have been significantly disrupted and, and some demand for our capacity has fallen off, but at the same time, other things that have, have picked up, for example, chemical companies that were formerly shipping a chemical for a certain application, say in the automobile industry, automobile industry isn't working currently or is slowing down significantly, and they're redirecting that capacity towards pharmaceuticals and food type products where there is increased demand now as a result of the, the crisis, the health crisis that's going on. So it's significantly disrupting, but not necessarily reducing the demand for our, our services and the capacity that we have. How has Trimac been handling this? Has it been uh, effectively daily meetings, uh, all hands with executives inside the business? Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of different things. And um, you'd see this uh, across multiple industries, I'm sure. But as you say, it's um, uh, all hands on deck daily, if not multiple meetings uh, daily to coordinate activities across uh, our network, which is the US and all of Canada. And then making sure that all of our office-based workers are able to work from home so that we're complying with the containment strategies that our governments are putting in place and still being able to support our drivers who are on the front lines of this crisis delivering these essential services to be able to perform their jobs and get the goods delivered without putting themselves at any risk. And there's been lots of little and big problems associated with doing that that I can go into, but that's the kind of overview of how we're responding to the crisis. 
Well, so before we go too deep into the current coronavirus situation, I want to make sure that listeners have some background on what's been happening within the trucking industry over the last 10 years. And I guess this is directed toward both Trevor and Jeff. If you could each just share a couple of the things that are lead-ups to this crisis. I know that a lot of the issues around the driver shortage, for example, are exacerbated by what's going on here. So maybe each of you can take a little bit of time to, to talk through what you think has been most impactful in the last few years across the industry. Well, sure, I'll start. Um, you mentioned the uh, primary trend in the industry is a shortage of truck drivers, and uh, that's been true for a very long time now, and it's getting increase, increasingly acute and a crisis like this exacerbates the problem. It's a combination of very long hours in the trucking industry, increasingly congested infrastructure, and the um, restrictions that are placed on the, um, trucks in, in both in terms of the highways and the pickup and delivery sites that they're uh, accessing. So it's a very real challenge uh, to uh, maintain our capacity with highly skilled, highly professional, safe truck drivers. I'm happy to jump in next and just talk about the area that I've been working with TriMac, and that is around digital transformation. And as Jeff said, that the most tactical issue for maybe most tactical and strategic issue for trucking is the availability of truck drivers in the and the uh, demographic of truck drivers and attracting new truck drivers. So that's a massive problem in both Canada and the United States that, that everything everybody is aware of, you may or may not know, but uh, I think truck driver is the largest employer in Canada and one of the largest in the U.S., but probably the, the role is not as appealing as it has been in the past. So, so that is definitely uh, an issue. And then another issue that's uh, really relevant uh, is uh, the digital transformation of, of the trucking business in a, as Jeff mentioned, he's been in the, the, the business for four decades. I myself have only been in, in this business now for about five years. Um, I'm from the, the tech and software sector, and there are a lot of folks like me that were in different dimensions of the tech sector or in the venture capital sector that have the ambition that the ways of working in trucking can be changed a great deal by bringing in new technologies in the same way Uber changed the taxi business, that new technologies can change the alignment between our customers' demands as to where they want their loads and where our assets are to get those loads there in the most efficient way. So I would say that that is the, the area that, that my work is concentrated on with, uh, with Trimac um, and another big dimension of change and very relevant to this uh, current crisis. So uh, thinking about those in reverse and starting with the technology adoption and digital transformation piece, one of the unfortunate results of 9-11, at least with respect to global trade, was a slowdown in the adoption of digital trade technology, a slowdown in the digitization of digital trade, particularly at the level of U.S. customs and global customs. Single window initiatives, for example, were pushed back by uh, at least 10 years in a number of countries while folks refocused on safety priorities as opposed to trade facilitation priorities. So do you worry at all that the, the current coronavirus situation will elongate the timeline for adoption of technology within the trucking industry? So I'm happy to take that first and then I'll let Jeff mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. back me up. The main thing I would say that makes particularly po poignant new technologies is 
the target of human beings in this crisis. So if AI, autonomous driving, if, if machines make our requirement for humans less critical to operate the supply chain, then we can solve supply chain crises. Well, I think anything is possible. It certainly seems to me to be a very compelling hypothesis that if we had more self-driving trucks, if we had more automation in the supply chain, if we had uh, better digital views into the end-to-end supply chain, we would be in a better position to respond to this crisis. And my my small addition to that is international trade, um, which by definition has to have a marine component to it, is a double-edged sword for trucking. And really, I believe that it only affects the kinds of trucking that is done in on this in this country and and uh, or on this continent, in in the sense that if we're not getting goods from overseas because trade is slowing down to the same degree we were or would have had a trade grown a, on, a, on a, a, a steeper path, then those goods will be produced inside the country so that the routing will be different. So we'll pick up inside the country and deliver to a point in the country because the last mile has to be done by truck of some kind. And it's just a question of, is it from a port to uh, a warehouse facility and then distributed, or is it from a facility that's making those goods here and delivered to uh, a consumer of the good inside North America? So what I take from that is that at least for now, the core technology priorities haven't really changed, and it's more of an exacerbation of previous concerns around driver shortages, uh, autonomy becoming even more important, the adoption of some of these digital technologies from an, a company agility standpoint, only growing more important. What are you telling vendors right now and companies that are are working with TriMac uh, on various software solutions? And has that conversation come up around specific features and functionality that are becoming more important in the wake of this crisis? So I'll jump in again. I'll let Jeff back me up. You know, I think everybody right now is in the mode of almost shut down and take a sober second thought to crisis situations that you can respond tactically through a central command center. And all uh, technology expansions, from my perspective, I'll just say not just my professional life, my personal life, it's like, yes, we're going to look at those things, but we almost need to get through the next month with the systems that are in place and human intervention and then we'll put more energy into better systems to solve the crisis after we get through this short-term situation, which it seems like if you're away from your phone for two hours to work out, you know, things are changing significantly every, every minute. So, so if I could say that simply, I'd say that I think the industry will double down on digital transformation. However, I don't think that'll happen until we get through this incredible crisis that we're in right now. And and I'm hopeful that that will happen in the next 60 days. Maybe just to take a little bit of a contrarian uh, perspective there is uh, compared to other transportation modes like trains, um, airplanes, even pipelines and marine, trucking is a larger sector than any of them. And it's much more fragmented and vulcanized. And in crisis situations, which require rapid adjustment to to demand, trucking is 
a go-to and, and, and it's probably a strength that it is structured the way it is because it, it can respond uh, more quickly it, because trucking terminals don't get shut down like an airport might or congested or border crossings that you only have one choice with some of the other modes, but with trucking, you can access other other points, uh, other border points. So um, trucking is a very large, but very fragmented and flexible. And I think uh, John used the word uh, agile. It, uh, and I think that's one of its strengths in, in responding to these things. That's not to say that we won't adopt technology, but it, I don't think it'll be technology that further centralizes it in a way that removes that agility because that's one of our strengths. Other industries ha- that are more centralized have gotten uh, very proactive in the last few days, particularly the airline industry, cruise industry, that are a lot more consolidated than the trucking industry around mm-hmm. setting best practices for operation. You know, that being said, there there is an obvious cost to that in that those industries have been hit a lot harder and have struggled to operate under this crisis at full capacity. Do you mm-hmm. worry at all that the fragmentation of the trucking industry actually presents a challenge from a best practices and collaborative response standpoint, or are there folks taking the lead within the trucking industry to set practices for driver safety, for example? You're right that there, there is a, an issue there for sure in terms of uh, best practices, because in a fragmented industry, as opposed to one that's more consolidated, you can't distribute that and get compliances quickly. The only thing I would, and it sounds like I'm being defensive about the trucking industry, and maybe I am, but the, the trucking industry is so competitive and runs on such thin margins that the adoption of new and more efficient ways and safer ways of doing things happens very quickly. Because if you don't, you're left behind. You're not, you're not in the game anymore. It, and it's the competitive environment that causes those things to happen, not the dictate of a government or a regulatory body. Have you seen yet that uh, perhaps what is most advantageous from a competitive standpoint has been in opposition or adversarial in any way to what is best from a safety standpoint? There is conflicts. There's no question about that. And my own company has a motto, service with safety. And sometimes service is in conflict with safety. The service might dictate that you run an extra hour, safety would say, pull over if you're tired and get the rest you need. So those things can be in conflict from time to time and require judgment as to how you how you manage those conflicts. And it may be too early to have concrete suggestions and recommendations given to Trevor's point that things are changing uh, seemingly by the hour related to this crisis, but uh, what advice would you recommend that trucking companies give to employees, both drivers and also operations folks uh, with respect to this, to this virus? And how do you think about what this might look like three, four or five months down the road if it continues at its current pace and resembles the, the crisis that happened in China? Well, we, we want to do everything we can to support our drivers because they're doing things that are essential to uh, addressing the crisis and, and recovering from it. And I think there are things that we're looking at now in, in the form of new technologies that will help us in the future be better at supporting our drivers when there are crises like these uh, that need to be addressed and that we can make them uh, more effective, more efficient, 
better at doing the things that they need to do to address uh, the problems that we're addressing. So I'm not saying there isn't a role for technology. I, almost certainly there is. And it's in the form of communication. And that's the one thing I hear constantly in, in any env in environment that I'm in lately with, with regard to addressing these issues is communication is the, the key thing. And as long as we can do a good job of that and we'll get better at it with technology, we'll be able to respond. Do you believe that most of trucking will continue to operate throughout the crisis, or do you think that there's going to be a need for a, a structural reshuffling uh, if things continue to get worse? I think that trucking will continue to operate through the crisis. It's not clear to me what we'll have to do to, to do differently in order to respond. I know we're doing some things differently already. For example, when a truck driver makes a delivery, he often gets out of his cab and goes into a, a room to talk to the uh, individual responsible for that uh, unloading facility. And we're saying, don't do that. Do it through the window, do it through your phone, but avoid the contact, the whole social distancing thing. Truck stops that have formerly been available to a driver as he, do, as he goes on longer haul, are some of them are closing down. How do we supply, make sure our drivers have places to rest, to eat, and to uh, use uh, hygienic facilities. So there, there's lots of things that are coming up as we go through this, but as I say, it's a very large, very fragmented, but very competitive industry, and we'll figure those things out. Of course. Trevor, building on some of those points that Jeff just made, the consistent theme that I get from this is remote work is finding its place within the trucking industry, You know, perhaps from a social, social distancing standpoint, from a driver perspective, but um, there have also been a lot of reports of folks at headquarters and in operations roles in the trucking industry working remote. How have you seen that playing out throughout the industry and what sorts of technologies do you think are going to be necessary, assuming that this sticks around for a longer period of time? From my perspective, this is the biggest impact technology issue, not just to affect trucking, but to affect all forms of work, all forms of education. I'm sure you've seen the reports of emissions over Italy and China during this time and how, uh, how mobile work and mobile education can, can change uh, the world that we live in, 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 in terms of that crisis. So I'm sure uh, how we run our operations in trucking from our control centers, just like many, many other industries will change. And, and I really, I think we have to ask ourselves, why hasn't this changed? I mean, you, you always hear people say, and, and I look at the tech companies here in San Francisco, why is Facebook and Google putting all their employees on these buses and charting and, and, and bringing them into these big centers? Do they really need to do that? Can some of those employees work? Or I would say a lot of them work out of their home. I think the new normal will be, even if you are less efficient, if you work remotely, it's something that has to happen. And, and I would apply that to education as well. I, I have four daughters and when they when, when they move to being educated from the home, whether they're in universities, two of them are, whether they're in grade schools, to my mind, it should be fluid. All the curriculum, all the content should be online. They should be able to fluidly go from in class to out of class. And, and, and that is just not the case. So I know I'm getting a little bit off topic, but to my mind, this issue of working remotely, and I think it could be talked about a lot more grand than that and educating remotely, uh, could be the one big positive takeaway from this whole coronavirus virus experience. 
What have been some barriers to TriMac and the trucking industry broadly in adopting remote work for its employees? And what do you think founders can do to build for that future? Just to put our employees into two categories. One, one's the, the people that are, are doing the work inside offices. And there's really no significant barriers there. We're just getting better at doing it and uh, our systems are improving. And I think that that will continue along a pace. But with regard to our drivers and supporting them locally and, and so that they don't have to come into centralized facilities and they can get their orders and pick up their loads and be supported along the route and know when the next load is. That's communication technology that uh, is in the cab of the truck. And that's improving dramatically as we speak too. Uh, It'll get better and better. And I think that as we get better at doing that, we'll be able to accomplish more with less. In other words, fewer trucks and trailers and terminals will be able to deliver the same amount of goods. Whereas the goods grow, the existing fleets and, and systems will be able to handle more. Just adding on to that, the more the entire supply chain is, is, is digital and leveraging from all the new industrial IoT, 5G technologies, all the different platforms, the more the cash and the goods flow as efficiently as possible from that, then I think we'll all be better off. And, and I think there's still lots of heavy lifting to be done and still lots of capital to be gained in that pursuit. Well, with that, thank you both Jeff and Trevor for coming on today. I know that founders will appreciate the candidness. You both have such a wealth of experience in the trucking space and folks are lucky to be following in your lead. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. We're going to need more tailored tools for facilitating remote work in the trucking industry. For many office workers, remote is a binary concept. You're either back-to-back in a conference room or you're back-to-back in a Zoom room. But for America's million-plus truckers, remote is a spectrum. Does it mean driving? Does it mean staying in a cab when making a drop-off? Does it mean eating at a truck stop? Any new tools and services built for the trucking industry need to consider these on-the-ground realities if they're gonna support operations during COVID-19. The rapid fragmentation of trucking companies post-Motor Carrier Act of 1980 contributes to the complexity of defining new industry best practices. This means that many trucking companies are on their own in dealing with existing driver shortage challenges and new expectations around the management of coronavirus. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Future Proof. We'll be posting episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud, so watch for our next episode. Check out basisset.ventures if you're interested in reading our full research on trucking and how we see AI transforming other industries. If anyone wants to chat about anything related to the future of trucking or the impact of COVID-19 on industry, feel free to drop me a note anytime at john at basisset.ventures. Thank you.